You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. A good Friday show for you heading into the weekend. Going to talk a little bit about charity, something I noticed on social media. It actually doesn't have to do just with charity. It's more about the reality of this whole Bachelor world. We're also going to talk a little bit about Golden Bachelor. I might have a small update for you. Big Brother was on last night. The plan worked to perfection. I've got some thoughts on it. I've got some thoughts once again on the post-show interview that Julie does with the eliminated contestant. So if you do not know who was eliminated on Big Brother last night, you're going to have to fast forward through that part. I'm going to talk about the challenge last night and then Thursday night programming. I talked about it briefly when we found out that The Golden Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise We're going to be both premiering and airing on Thursday nights starting September 28th. Well, there's a lot that I forgot about that's on Thursday nights, so we will get to that momentarily. So I want to just start with something I saw on Instagram yesterday. If you were following Charity or Doughton or a few of the guys from Charity Season, you will have noticed that Charity yesterday and a lot of the guys posted from the Venetian in Las Vegas My favorite hotel. I'll be there in two weeks. And they posted from Tau Beach. They were all partying out there because I guess yesterday was Dalton's birthday, which makes sense. They're all going out. But it just kind of goes to show that, and it's not just because of this picture. You see this all the time, but just this picture kind of drives it home that all the stuff that you see that happened on TV and the fact that, oh my God, she dated this guy and... You know, Aaron Bryant was in this picture. Aaron Bryant is a guy that she left at Final Four. He came back to Fiji. She said she had a, you know, a tough time getting rid of him. She had this connection she needed to explore. Then she sent him home at the Final Three Rose ceremony and all this stuff. And then, you know, yes, it was four months ago, and here they are just partying in Vegas. And obviously, uh, there's no ill will between them. Spoiler alert. Aaron got engaged in paradise, as I mentioned the other day. So, um, nor should there be, but I'm just, it kind of just points out that unless somebody is just 1000% naive and just doesn't know how this whole thing works, whatever happened on the show, whatever you see on the show, for the most part, it is forgotten a few months after the season ends, you know? I mean, I think one of the biggest examples, and I, you know, I'm not going to sit here and fault them. I still find it incredibly weird that the way Gabby was towards Zach and the way she was so affected by what Zach did with her on the overnight dates and how she sat up there and said her mental health was struggling, yet she remained literally one of Katie's good friends. I don't know how much they talk. I don't know how much they hang out. They've definitely hung out since Katie and Zach got engaged. Not with Zach there, but they've definitely hung out. They've remained friends. And, you know, maybe that maybe that does speak to the fact that no matter how bad it was uh, for her on the show, for Gabby on the show, Gabby on Nikki, once it's over, it's just like, okay, I can separate the two. Um, we've never seen a final two women be as close as Gabby and Katie are. 
And like I said, this was right after the show. They were definitely still hanging out. They had a girls' weekend, I believe, in Florida somewhere one time. I don't know if they're still close. Maybe they are drifting apart or they just don't talk as much because a lot of people kind of, you know, start to do their own thing. But here was Gabby just devastated by what Zach did to her and upset and said, you know, she even left the show on her own because she felt like um, or she didn't leave on her own because she felt like if she did, then maybe Katie would have felt like a default pick of, of Zach's. And I just but yet. Her and Katie, as far as I know, still very good friends. So um, just kind of have to separate the two. You know, whatever we see on the screen, it's maybe not as serious as a lot of people want to make it out to be. You know, granted, it was four months ago, but Aaron hanging out with Doughton and a few of the other guys, John B. and Sean, they're all hanging out there and partying at Tau Beach with Charity yesterday. I mean... So clearly nothing that happened on the show is really carried over. And I think it's probably easier for guys now that I think about it. I don't think guys carry grudges nearly as much as some of the women do on the show because there are women who did have falling out with other women on this show. And some women that just did not remain friends and it got too catty and too personal. They're just like, I don't want to ever want to speak to her again. There's definitely examples of that in the franchise I don't know if you can find too many in this franchise where one of the guys is so offended by something a guy said in an ITM where he's just never spoken to him. There might be guys that don't speak to each other just because they're at different points in their lives and they don't live anywhere near each other and some guys aren't invited to things. Like, I get that, but I think it just shows. Like, And that's, and that's kind of why I do what I do. I don't, while I cover the show and the show is my main job, I cover it in a different way than I think a lot of other people do is that... I don't take it serious. It's a silly reality show. I'm here to just spoil it for you and kind of just poke fun at it. I, I'm never going to really take it serious unless there is a serious issue on the show. If we have a contestant that's got a very problematic past or something like that, then you kind of have to dive into it. But other than that, you just kind of watch from the periphery. You make comments here and there and you spoil the show. Like, that's what I do. And that's what I'm always going to do. I'm just... I'm not going to ever just be so deep into the weeds of every little thing that's going on on the show and who's sliding who and who's liking who and who's following who and who just unfollowed who. It's just like, I don't have time for that mess, you know? Leave that to other people. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is I might have... Remember how I told you on Monday filming was in Minnesota and I told you Tuesday that hometowns are being filmed for The Golden Bachelor? I might have who your Minnesota woman is. I'm waiting on one email to get back to me. And once, hopefully I will get that email in the next 24 or 48 hours. Um, you know, I, like I said, anytime I get something from Golden Bachelor, it's not like this giant rush. Like there's literally nobody out there that's posting anything spoiler-wise on Golden Bachelor. I'm the only guy that's even doing it. I'm the only guy that's even talking about it right now. Hell, 99.9% .9 of America probably doesn't even know the Golden Bachelor is currently filming and already down to the Final Four. So, and I believe the Final Four rose ceremony is today. Um, because now that I think about it, yeah, it makes sense. Because Saturday was one, Monday was one in Minnesota, then that means they would do Wednesday um, it's either today or tomorrow. Uh, the uh, the rose ceremony for uh, the final four. 
assuming they do four hometown dates, like that's the other thing we don't know. Did they do four hometown dates? Is it like the regular show or do they only do three? We don't know any of that stuff yet, but uh, I do know there was a hometown date Monday in Minnesota. I know the location of Saturday's hometown date. I just don't know where it was yet. I mean, who it was with. Obviously, I know the location. I just don't know who it was with yet. But if I find anything out, by all means, you know, like I said, nobody else is posting anything regarding Golden Bachelor spoilers. So I've given you that um, Minnesota was one of the hometown locations. I believe I know who the woman is now. Uh, I do know the location for Saturday. I hope to find out the woman's that one for that one soon. I was spoiled that they're they are in hometown dates already. So I'll just give you what I can when I get stuff confirmed. But yeah, that's where we're at with uh, with Golden Bachelor. So definitely keep that in mind. And you know, I hopefully maybe at the end of this thing I'll find out. Like I just have no idea. Literally no dates got out. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time they were filming. Because the other day when I posted they were at hometown dates, people were like, wait, they're already at hometown dates? Yeah, because no other pictures got out and we don't even have a cast list for Jerry's uh, Gary's women. So I keep calling him Jerry. Uh, we don't have a cast list for any of Gary's women. So we just have to wait. Um, maybe it'll come out soon. I don't know. But we're still a month away, a little a month and three days away from the season even starting. All right, let's talk about Big Brother last night. It happened. It went down. And once again, (laughs) I mean, I guess this is what you have to do in the early goings because production probably knows the way the votes are headed. So they edit the show to make you think it's not headed that way. Last week we had on the Thursday show for the Thursday live eviction show for 30 minutes, we had everyone scheming about how we can keep Riley. And here's what we can do. And here's the advantages to keeping Riley. And maybe we do send Cameron home. And she ended up going home 12 votes to nothing. Same exact thing happened last night. While there was some, hey, we all want Heisem out, I'd say for 15 minutes, it was all about, hey, what if Heisem makes it up to us? What if Heisem becomes now a loyal fighter and he stays with us? That would be an asset to some of the women in the Professor Alliance, the Ceres. The Izzy's, the um, Felicia's. That was their whole take of possibly keeping him. And then what happens? We get to the vote, and it's 11 nothing, and he's gone, which is exactly what I told you yesterday, having not paid attention to anything that was going on in the live feeds. I said, look, he's getting all 11 votes. There's no way. because, And, he, and here's the thing that I don't know, because I've only watched four seasons. Maybe, probably in the early going, because the show was still in its infancy and you didn't have patterns developing, but I don't know, maybe after season five or season six, have we had early eliminatees, like house guests from 16 down to 12, the eliminated ones from 16 down to 12? Is it ever close votes? Has it ever been like eight to seven, seven to six in the votes or these early votes, everyone is just going for a house vote because you don't want to step on other people's toes and possibly show your cards of where you stand in keeping someone around versus sending someone home because I, you know, they can dress it up all they want, but for the last two weeks, we pretty much knew exactly what was going to happen. They weren't going to keep Riley and they weren't going to keep Heisem, but yet the editing makes you think that they won't. So 
does this happen all the time? I mean, what about the next vote? Are we still going to get another, you know, a shutout in the in the elimination? I, I it certainly seems like we're headed that way because basically it's whatever the majority is, that's the way they're going. And I understand Heisem is on the block. He's going to fight for himself and he's going to say things and do things to make everyone believe he is an asset to them. And, you know, he's thrown it out there to Sari and Felicia and Izzy, whoever saves me. I am loyal with you till the end. It's just like, okay, what's he going to say? What else could he possibly say? He has to say, I will be loyal to the end. But if you're Sari and Izzy and Felicia, what guarantee do you have other than his word? You have nothing. That's all he can say in that moment. Because if he says, you know what, if you guys keep me around, I'll think about it. (laughs) Of course, they're going to be like, okay, you're gone. If he says, if you guys keep me around, there's a 90% chance I'll be loyal to you till the end. That 10% chance, they're not willing to hang their hat on. So clearly, he has to say that. I didn't think anything that he was saying last night was going to save his ass. He was done. They could talk about it all they want. They could try and pretend. We all knew he was gone last night. They literally orchestrated a blindside on the third elimination of the season. Do you honestly think they were going to go back on it and change their mind? It wouldn't have made any sense to put in all that work, have everybody in the house, even finally getting to red, everybody in the house saying to Heisem, you know, not showing their cards to him and he having no idea. And then after you put him on the block, be like, yeah, you know what? Maybe keeping him around is a smart idea. No, come on. That was the easiest vote out of the season. And then... I I I I'm kind of weirded out by Heisem. And I, th- I I can't imagine I'm the only one. The way he talks is almost psychotic. Seriously. It's very I I I know he thinks it's coming across as um very bold, very confident, and he understands he made some mistakes, but even after he knew he was going home, he still talked that same way. And, I mean, the other thing about the vote last night, if you didn't notice, I was paying attention to it when Julie went to the live feed and said, hey, house guests. All right. I mean, from the second we saw the first live shot of them sitting around the two noms, Heisem had a look on his face like someone killed his dog. Like, he knew he was going home. There wasn't anything. I guarantee He wasn't surprised. And the fact that before Julie showed him the videos of people that wanted him gone, he even said, oh, do I really need to watch these? He knew people hated him. Like, so that means he knew he was going home. So I I just don't think, I mean, they can try and fool you all they want, but just pay attention to it. When it's so over the top, making you think that the house is flipped, it usually means it absolutely hasn't flipped and not going to happen. And I'm just curious. I don't know, from seasons five until this season, the last 20 seasons. I'm pretty sure, at least the four seasons that I've watched, I'm pretty sure these first three to five eliminations are all lopsided. Maybe the person who gets eliminated gets one vote, maybe two, but I can't remember the last time I saw, and I'm sure there's a breakdown of it on some website. I can't remember the last time I saw a vote that was split down the middle and only one vote separated 
the two nominees, and one of them ended up going home by one vote in the first, you know, three to five episodes. Maybe it goes even deeper. Maybe it's into the sixth or seventh episode. I don't know. I just haven't watched long enough. But if anybody knows the answer or knows where I can find it, I'd be interested because I get why you wouldn't want to rock the vote, and I get why you would want to vote with the House because you don't want to show your cards this early. And then yet again, when they're sitting there on the couch, Julie, for the third week in a row, says, what if I told you there was a secret relationship in the house? And Heisem starts thinking about it, and she's like, no, 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 it's not romantic. Okay, that's the third week in a row you've had to clarify it wasn't romantic. How about changing the way you phrase the question? I'm going to say this every week until she changes saying it that way. Why doesn't she just say, hey, there are two people in the house that had a pre-existing relationship, secret relationship immediately, I think a contested would think romantic. She needs to say either A, who do you think has a pre-existing relationship in that house? Or B, who do you think is related in that house? That might be a little too obvious because I think the whole point is Julie doesn't think any of them know and doesn't want them to guess so she can surprise them and get the, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. Oh, okay, now I get it. I think she wants that answer. And if she says who's related in the house, maybe some people will say Sari and Jared. Hell, after he got told last night, Heisem said, yeah, they look alike. So maybe that's why she won't say who's related, but she needs to change it to who had a pre-existing relationship in that house. And see if anybody gets it. And then the other thing is, because I am such a novice and I've only watched four seasons of Big Brother, I was not aware of the pressure cooker challenge. I guess it hasn't been used in 18 seasons. I don't know how they did it. I know who Kesar is because I watched the um, celebrity season. Oh, not the celebrity. The um, whatever, all-star season or whatever they called it. And that was season 20. I believe it was 22, right? Uh yeah, because that was the season I watched when I was still with Kat, and that was the year after her season. Okay, so that would have been season 22. I, so I was, I didn't know who KSR was before that season, but I know who he is now. And when I watch the pressure cooker challenge, I don't know what they did the first time around. I don't know if it was the exact same thing. Was it hold on to a button in the dark? Here's my issue with this challenge. I think this is something you need to use way later in the game. Because... From what I gathered, it was a 14-hour challenge last time when they used it on KSAR season. Cool. Let's use that challenge when there's three or four people left and you're fighting for your life and you desperately need head of household. You're doing it with, what, 12 people left? If I'm one of those 12, I'm out in, a, in 10 seconds. Like, why am I going to waste my time holding a button, losing sleep, not being able to go to the bathroom when there's 12 people left? As long as it's someone in my alliance, I'm good. I don't need to waste my time here <laughs> holding a button. I know they want to, you know, they try and copy Survivor in a, in a in a more cartoonish way. And this is basically an endurance challenge. But it's not nearly, you don't have to, like, on Survivor sometimes it's standing or balancing or holding your arm above your head. Pressing down on a button, I'm sorry, that's not that much of an endurance it's just how long are you willing to wait it out? And with 12 people left, I just don't think that there's... If I'm those 12 people, hell, I don't know. <laughs> just 
I almost work out a deal where it's just like, hey, who wants to win this week? <laughs> and just because uh, I'm done. I don't care. Because I know there's still people that don't want it. They, like, they want to stay away from HOH because they don't want to seem like a comp beast or something like that. I'm just like, I'm out. Uh, not with 12 people left. There's too many There's I, there's too many people in alliances. Well, it's probably six in one alliance and six in the other. I don't know what the breakdown is right now. Handful has, what, four people left, five people left? I don't know. Losing track. But the professors are down to, I think, six. So that means there's probably six on the other side. So I, I would just be like, look, guys, I, I'm not wasting 14 hours here. <laughs> just for what? With 12 people left? Screw that. Uh, so, again, for those that watched it 18 seasons ago, at what point in the show did they do it? Were there a lot of people left, and did it really go 14 hours, and was it the same type of challenge where they had to hold the button? To me, again, just like most things on this show, completely exaggerated, overblown. I don't know who wins. I, I, I don't really. Obviously, if it's someone from Handful, they have an advantage. Which then brings me to my other point, is early season alliances – I don't know how these people think, like, if you form an alliance of five or six, a big alliance, if you form an alliance of five or six or seven or even eight people, like Hateful did in season 21, you form that big of an alliance and say, we're going to the end. Isn't that kind of short-sighted? Because the second someone in your eight doesn't win an HOH, someone in probably two people from your alliance are going up. So to say, like, okay, we're going to we're the us eight are, are going to the final eight. No, you're not. Based on what? Word of mouth? It just doesn't seem realistic. Now, if you have a two person, if you say you're my you're my number one, I want to go to the final two with you, then yes, if it's only two of you, you do have a better chance of lasting to the end. But a group of six or group of eight, the second someone in your six or eight doesn't win HOH, you're probably one of you is getting picked off. So clearly you can't be the final eight. Again, I'm still somewhat of a novice to the show, but just knowing how strategy works and knowing how alliances work, I've never really understood that. The challenge last night, um, it looks like the vets have planted a seed in the Survivor versus Big Brother people, and that's what we got. We got Cassidy going in against Alyssa L, and Alyssa L only had one ball in the hopper. And obviously, Chris was voted in, but he didn't have to go up against anybody. Cassidy beats Alyssa L, so a big brother person is gone, and someone off the blue team is now gone. They are weakened. They've got seven left. I think it's seven, six, five. I think red has six, and green has five. I know green has five because they won yesterday's challenge. And I believe red has six. So blue has seven, red has six, green has five. 18, and I believe we've only got six episodes left. So, I again, there's going to be a lot of double eliminations unless the schedule that I saw, which the last episode is end of September, unless that's extended out and they just didn't have the other episodes that maybe went into October. I'm not sure when this show ends. But you have 18 people left, and according to the TV schedule that I saw, there's like six episodes remaining. So, I again, you gotta you got to bring this down. you got to bring this this group of people down and th that means quite a few double eliminations in there. If there's only about six episodes left, which brings me to my last point, which was uh, Thursday nights. We talked about the fact that the golden bachelor and bachelor in paradise are going to air on Thursday nights, starting September 28th. And the bachelor 
I'm talking the last 15 years or so when they've had their pretty set schedule of The Bachelor will air, will film from September to November and air January to March. The Bachelorette will film March to May. Normally it was airing May, June, but now it looks like they're pushing it to June, July and ending it in uh, August. But it's always been Monday nights. This is like Bachelor Nation is owned Monday nights. Now it's going to Thursday nights. And yes, you have the Golden Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise. They're all going to they're gonna be back to back three hours on Thursday nights. But man, for Monday nights, all you have is like bad CBS programming and the, you know, the voice, which I know people watch, but you don't have a ton of competition. You move now to Thursday nights. You're going up against Big Brother's live eviction show. You're then going up against the challenge, which will still be airing. You're going up against NFL football, which is king. It's the reason The Bachelor doesn't premiere until January. They didn't want to compete on Monday nights from September to December against Monday night football. Now you're doing it against Thursday night football, which still gets a shit ton of viewers. Because as you know, NFL is king, and it's the ratings dominant sport. It's the most watched television show. 75 of the most of the 100 most watched shows in any given year are NFL football games. You're going to go up against that? Not to mention, you got House of Villains and F-Boy Island 3, both starting on Thursday night, October 12th. I mean, just, I don't, <laughs> and maybe I'm saying this because I don't want to have to deal with the fact that I, I kind of still need to watch Golden Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise, and, and those other shows are just going to have to wait. I mean, I can easily watch the football game with no sound on and have that on in the background. Challenge I need with sound. Um, Big Brother live eviction show I need with sound. Um, you know, so I don't know. This is, it just, I, I understand they wanted their own night and they didn't want to go up against Monday night football, but is going up against Thursday night football really that smart? Why didn't you do this on Tuesday nights? You know, Wednesday nights you would have been going up against the um, Survivor Amazing Race twosome since they're both airing 90-minute episodes this year, but at least you're not going up against football. So I'm really curious to see how the ratings turn out for Golden Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise once Thursday night rolls around starting on September 28th. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Uh, I really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Rate, subscribe, and review. It really helps the podcast. The Sports Daily is going to be up in an hour from now. We'll be back next week. Cranking these things out, daily roundups every Monday through Friday here on the Reality Steve podcast. I appreciate you all listening and following along. Have a great weekend, everybody, and I will talk to you on Monday. See you.